0: Today on The Topic Show, Dil Mulvaney is ghosted at his Penn State paid speaking event with only a handful of people actually showing up to the event. Bill Burr roasts Jimmy Kimmel for making Trump a martyr. Vivek on January 6th goes viral. McDonald's wants to open up nearly 9,000 additional stores by 2027. XPO in line to acquire about 28 yellow trucking properties. McDonald's first Cosmix spinoff restaurant opened last week. And Starbucks has lost about $12 billion in stock valuation since the union had sided with Palestine. In the Israel Palestine Hamas conflict that is in the news all of that much more on the topping show thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today today's episode topic show is sponsored by topping technologies topping technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security heck I see their founder at least twice a day guys he's quite handsome and brilliant Peace, me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, we're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of December. So, if you click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have McDonald's wanting to open up nearly 9,000 additional restaurants by 2027. Now, this comes to us thanks to CNBC, specifically the reporter by the name of Lamaya Lucas. And in addition to wanting to open up, uh, astonishingly enough, an additional 9,000 stores, they also want to increase their loyalty membership program by 100 million additional members. Now, they also say that McDonald's expects to hike its capital spending through 2027 as it accelerates its new restaurant openings as far as its strategy to grow more on a global scale and ramp up their sales. Specifically, it looks like they want to open up more than 8,800 locations, add 100,000 members to its loyalty program. The targets are part of the fast food giant's long-term plans to grow sales across its already sprawling restaurant footprint. Which, going down more into the substance, it looks like, McDonald's big development plan will mean higher capital spending. For 2024, the company anticipates $2.5 billion in capital expenditures, up from its expectation of $2.2 billion to $2.4 billion in 2023. And for every year from 2025 to 2027, McDonald's expects to increase its capital expenditures by 300 million to 500 million sequentially. By 2027, McDonald wants to have a global footprint of 50,000 locations. The chain has 41,198 restaurants currently worldwide as of September 30th. Now, by comparison, Starbucks in November said it aims to reach 55,000 cafes worldwide by 2030, up from its current count of 38. In Starbucks locations, which is kind of hilarious because, anecdotally speaking, everyone makes all the jokes about having s- so many Starbucks out there. There used to be some joke, I forget the actual punchline, but something to the effect of they thought there is more Starbucks than grains of sand in the deserts so or something to that effect. And when in fact, it looks like McDonald's actually has much more locations than Starbucks. Now, in terms of the breakdown of where they want to open up these locations, they know that to reach its development goal, McDonald's plans to open 900 U.S. locations and 1,900 restaurants in the international operating market segmentally, and roughly 7,000 units in its international development licensed marketing divisions. The company's IOM business includes markets like France, Canada, and Australia, and accounts for nearly 50% of the company's revenue. McDonald's IDL segment includes China, which will account for more than half of the division's new locations. In late November, McDonald's announced it had brought back a minority it had bought back a minority stake in its China business, which currently has a footprint of more than 5,500 locations. When asked for comment, McDonald's CEO Chris Kompiansky Kemp- says, quote, There's no reason why China can't beat 20,000 to 25,000 stores or restaurants. It could be the largest market around the world for us, unquote. Which, given the population density in the country, yeah, it sounds about right. I wouldn't be surprised if they surpassed that in the near future. Although, given the growth rates, I'm surprised they're not putting more of a focus on India. I'm not sure about their dietary preferences, but that is another one of the largest markets with over a billion prospective clients. So that very well might be part of their long-term growth plan as well. Uh, They also know that McDonald's wants to reach a quarter of a billion active members for its loyalty program by 2027. At its last investor date in 2020, the company was still testing the loyalty program in the U.S., assistant has grown to be a juggernaut boosting mobile sales and encouraging customers to return more frequently which in terms of harvesting data and building out a customer customer preference list and customer portfolio it has been massively successful i remember a couple of years ago there was a huge marketing campaign that they had where they literally give you a free little serving of fries if you just sign up for the McDonald's app as every company wants to be an it company and data is king at one point data is actually worth more than oil and gold as crazy as that as that sounds so it makes sense for them to want to continue to encourage customers to do that it also gives you greater insight into what your customers are buying and the more data you have the more accurate you can predict well a myriad of things including your recurring revenue but also preferences of purchases will help you even better know well what kind of things do you need to order for the stores what kind of items do you need to buy in more bulk where do you need to go negotiate more because you're gonna need a vast amount of quantity of ayz whatever we want to call them ingredients so there's a myriad of benefits and when additionally talking about technology, he also said, quote, we're excited to see how McDonald's will use our, oh, this is actually, McDonald's also announced their partnership with Alphabet's Google cloud using its artificial intelligence across its restaurants to improve operations. Now, Alphabet CEO Sundar uh, Pichai says, quote, we're excited to see how McDonald's will use our generative AI cloud and our edge computing tools to improve their iconic dining experience for their employees and their consumers all over the world, unquote. So it'll be interesting to see with all we do live in an age of data is king, how much will it affect their sales, how much will it be able to possibly increase it. And then do you think this might saturate the market? You see this with a lot of retail locations, both restaurants as well stores, where they grow so much, but they saturate sales because the stores are close together. Perhaps the most infamous example being GameStop, where you have GameStop like within two miles of another GameStop. It was ridiculous how many locations they had at their peak. And it became counterproductive because they're just cannibalizing sales and it really wasn't helping the company grow too much. It was actually hurting the company and making each individual store less profitable. Now, granted, that being said, it'll be interesting to see if McDonald's has that same issue. But, as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting business years, you have XPO in line to acquire about 28 yellow trucking properties. Now, yellow trucking one is, one is one of the largest logistics companies in the United States and earlier this year, it actually went bankrupt. Now this comes to us thanks to a fun new website that makes sense. I was just going to say A-plus for marketing for this website. It's called Transport Topics, A-plus you know exactly what they're going to talk about. Now specifically, this article is thanks to Kieran Greenloff and they note that XPO is in line for 28 yellow properties for $870 million. It looks like 128 of Yellow's 169 owned properties sold to 21 buyers for $1.9 billion as the auction continues. Again, this is the subsequent bankruptcy auction where they're liquidating all the remaining assets. Now, they noted that the truck carrier XPO Inc. has agreed to pay $870 million for 26 owned terminals and two leased properties that were previously operated by Yellow Corp. Emerging as the largest bidder in the managed sale of the bankrupt LTC carrier's assets, the court documents have shown. Now, they also know that, however, one of Yellow's other top suitors, Old Dominion Freight Lines, did not land any properties in the initial sale. They continue to say the XPO offer was among the largest from the auction's initial results, which began November 28th, which saw 128 out of Yellow's 169 owned properties sold to 21 different buyers. Documents filed. In December 4th, had shown. Now it looks like the 28 locations, most of them, well, it looks like there's actually all over the US. 28 locations, XPO. Let's see here. So it'll be interesting to see how much this increases that logistic company's capabilities as they expand their footprint. And hopefully, everyone who's laid off, or more accurately, everyone who used to work at Yale Trucking. They're able to find a gainful career, gainful employment, and one of these other trucking competitors so there's not too many jobs lost overall. Other interesting business news at McDonald's. First cosmic spin-off restaurant opened last week. Now, this is thanks to Amelia Lucas at CNBC. And this is McDonald's new concept restaurant. Basically, McDonald's Starbucks. So, it's called Cosmix. And McDonald's plans to open 10 of them to test whether the concept could work across the U.S. and other markets. And they're positioning Cosmix as a fast, convenient way to grab a pick-me-up snack or coffee. Which, they just described McDonald's. I mean, you can get coffee at McDonald's. I know branding and marketing is vital for any product from food to shoes to vehicles. But if you need coffee in a pinch and you need the lowest price point, I mean, I think most people know just go to McDonald's. Granted, it might burn your tongue off, but nevertheless, they have coffee. Now, I guess this—the sign looks cute. I mean, kind of looks like a bastardized McDonald's logo where they have hat, they have like a little yellow arch. It's almost as if they cut the M in half. Now, it looks like they opened the first location in Bolingbrook, Illinois which is a little disappointing. They probably should have done it in Oak Brook or Chicago. Now, I don't say that because it's a safe place to do business and live. It's quite the antithesis, it's not, but McDonald's is found in Oak Brook, Illinois, and they're now, I don't know why, but they're headquartered in Chicago. So usually when you're trying out new location or when you're trying out new concepts, it's usually closest to the main office, a little more oversight, a little easier to kind of see, manage, tweak it, but nevertheless. Now, it looks like of the 10 that they want to open, including nine restaurants in Texas by the end of 2024 in a test, McDonald's will then spend a year analyzing the data to determine whether it will expand the fall, or the small, sorry, <coughs> the small format chain. The name for the new brand comes from Cosmic, a, Mac- a McDonaldland mascot that appeared in advertisements in the 1980s and early 1990s. Cosmic is an alien from outer space who craves McDonald's food. The company has leaned more into marketing in marketing its mascots after seeing the success with the. Grimace birthday meal earlier this year. But oh, wait a minute. They're naming this coffee shop, I guess they're snacks, after a mascot that craves McDonald's food. But if you want McDonald's food, you go to McDonald's. So they're... Again, I, they could just call it the Cafe. Web... May... I know they're leaning into nostalgia. And don't get me wrong, nostalgia does sell. There's a reason why all, not all, but many of these fast food companies are reverting back to their older logos. can but think it's probably a mixture of nostalgia. Also remembering back when their food was higher quality. The prices were lower thanks to the government. Well, government right now has caused hyper Ridiculous 40-year hyperinflation thanks to them at the ineptitudes of the government. But, yeah, it looks like the, me- the menu will include old favorites such as Egg McMuffins, which... It, again, doesn't McDonald's have that? Okay. They'll have Eminem McFlurries and new items such as frop fraps and pretzel bites. McDonald's is positioning Cosmax as a fast, convenient way to grab a pick-me-up or snack. But... Again, that's what I already think of McDonald's as. I think McDonald's is fast and convenient. Granted, I'll, I don't really eat there, personally, but... I thought that was already McDonald's main advertising mechanism. That was, that's what they were known for. Now, oh, of course, it, this almost feels like a bad pitch on a shark tank. And don't get me wrong, this might be wildly successful. Who knows? I little pessimistic to say the least. But this is a quote from McDonald's CEO, Chris Kamziski He said, quote, this is a $100 billion category growing faster than the rest of the informal eating out segment with superior margins, unquote. Which is what every bad entrepreneur says when they go on on Shark Tank. That's the biggest mistake they always make. They go, oh yeah, if we could just get 1% of 1% of 1% of this multi-billion dollar category, then we could be set for life. Not only is it the wrong mindset, but it's just so ridiculous. And I suppose maybe there's a carve out. Maybe there's a place in the market for a discounted Starbucks. This better be cheaper than Starbucks. I'll say that much if they really want to gain any market share and I suspect it will be, but then I suppose are they now starting to compete with Dunkin Donuts or Tom? I guess, well, Tom Hortons actually, truth be told, I think they're slowly expanding in the United States. Still not even a rep, not even a shadow of Starbucks in terms of locations and market segment and market share, but can't help, but think what's a big driving reason to go to here. And they're telling you it's more profitable, so either the portions are gonna be smaller or the prices are gonna be more. I mean, as a consumer, if you're someone who enjoys coffee on the go or a quick snack, where would you go? I mean, gas stations in the United States have been stepping up their game exponentially, partially because they get majority of the, a lot of their profit from the actual concessions and drinks inside the facilities. They make a little bit on the gasoline, that adds up in the aggregate, but the reason you see such high quality, well, clean bathrooms and clean facilities because they want to get you inside the store. So that's why you're seeing a lot of exponentially growth with companies like Bucky's, ees Track, Quick Trip. Those places are growing exponentially. They're doing quite well. Now I think this might be competing with them as well because, again, they all have coffee. They all have quick snacks. Let me know in the comments, do you think this will be wildly successful for McDonald's? It, don't get me wrong, it very well could be. I'd be fascinated to hear what you have to say. going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Dylan Mulvaney ghosted at Penn State speaking event as the picture goes viral. Now, Dylan Mulvaney is perhaps the most famous trans activist. It was a fascinating phenomenon in which she had a biological man dress up as a, or identify as a woman, and do uh, videos of celebrating, celebrating, quote-unquote, every, you know, XYZ, or more accurately, one, two, three days of womanhood, where the most famous one, I would say, would be Dylan prancing through the woods or you know the forest in high heels and prancing about which i did ask female members of my family women don't do that i i, I was a little truth be told a little bit shocked i mean not really but this person got millions of dollars from advertisers most famously guy believe a million dollar contract from maybelline uh tampon or tampax the tampon company they gave dill mulvaney a couple hundred thousand dollars i believe Anderson Bush InBev, or Bud Light, gave Demolvady $185,000 to be a brand ambassador, subsequently killed the brand by 30% of their sales subsequently week over week, and sales by volume, well, that's dollar about sales by volume about 26% week over week. So this person became very famous and, fiscally speaking, very financially successful. And this person decided, well, I'm going to do speaking events and charge about 40, I believe it's $40,000 per speaking engagement, which, geez Louise, I can't imagine someone's words I can't imagine getting people getting paid so much for speaking. I understand some people certainly have some extraordinary, brilliant ideas, and I can understand the value of a public appearance. But I mean, a glorified activist getting forty thousand dollars per engagement—let's just say i was skeptical to say think this would succeed. Now, given the culture of co- college campuses, and I actually thought this would be wildly successful for Dylan, because again, going to most college campuses. I mean, there is no diversity in terms of the teachers. Most of them are very much politically speaking left. I remember Ben Shapiro's book, I believe is Brainwashed, where he talks about how there's less than 1% of the teachers at college campuses are conservative. There's really not much for diversity of thought, which should be a concerning thing for many Americans. I thought this would be, you know, knocking it out of the park. I thought they were making money left and right. just going to every college campus, raking it in. Now, this tweet actually shows the opposite. This comes from the, U. sorry the Young Americans Foundations and they said, quote, and this is a tweet, large number of empty seats at Dill Mulvaney speech at Penn State, unquote. And it shows a picture in which you have a big conference room and it's pretty much all empty. There might be nine or ten people sitting at the very front, but for someone who was going viral as the youth might say, I mean millions of followers on the TikTok. Millions of followers. And I, I thought this was gonna be I thought it'd be packed to the roof, so to say. And that got, that picture alone got 2.2 million views and 1.7 thousand likes. And I almost wonder what the comments will be. Probably mostly agreeing with, the uh, yeah. Will it mostly be against Dilma Bain? Let's dive in and find out. Based Latinos says, quote, Oh, well, I'm sure the venue identifies as sold out, unquote. I got 1.7 thousand likes. ZNO says, quote, He can imagine his audience like he imagines his gender, unquote. I got 1.5 thousand likes. And Orr says, quote, didn't you hear? Most of the audience identifies as transparent, lol, unquote. I got 280 likes. American Populist says, quote, and yet, oddly, still too many, unquote. 310 likes. Jake 13th says, quote, he can pretend it's a huge crowd, just like he pretends he's a girl. Unquote, 726 likes. 9M6212 says, quote, the 15 minutes are over. Unquote, 206 likes. Jonas uh, Goldsmith says, quote, surprisingly, the prancing trunery of this modern minstrel show doesn't have an enormous offline following. Very mysterious, unquote, getting 256 likes. Charles Vigan says, quote, The people in the audience are as imaginary as the genders they come up with, unquote. Abigail David Shinso says, quote, I'm sure they identified as not interested, unquote, getting 44 likes. Daniel B. Levin said, quote, Everyone heard they were only serving Bud Light, unquote. Got 96 likes. Trixie Qui says, quote, even the kids know he's a con artist, unquote, getting 45 likes. Based Normie Mama says, quote, see, I feel like he did all this for fame. He's been doing everything and anything to try to get famous. And this just happened to be what worked at the time. So by taking that away from him, it sends a clear it sends a clear messages." Unquote, getting 73 likes. I mean, people show up or not. This person still got paid like 40 grand. Which now you think about 40 grand if only 9 people showed up. That's a big chunk of change per person. David B Baskwell says quote like the person the theater is empty unquoting 12 likes. It looks like overwhelmingly supportive of yeah. And against Dylan, it'll be interesting to see: is there finally a cultural shift in the United States to move away from these types of things? For a while, pretty much every major brand—I mean, we're talking about Maybelline, Tampax—the largest, most successful businesses on the planet were giving Dylan Mulvaney hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars, because it, it presumably is increasing their sales. And in some cases, as crazy as it sounds, it was. That's why some of them were doing it now light of course that was perhaps the tipping point in which again q2 just one quarter they lost 400 million dollars in sales after the dylan mulvaney incident where dylan mulvaney had a picture of dylan's face on the can and took two or three pictures with the can i think that was the tipping point where the businesses started to decrease their sponsorship of this individual or whatever you want to call brand ambassadorship whatever but as an instance where a lot of people are still questioning this person's authenticity because Again, it's a debate even in the trans community, because Dylan presumably had never got the, I don't know, cover your ears if he had children listening, the surgery that some people believe is necessary to become part of that community by chopping parts off. Uh, so there's a lot of people questioning this person's authenticity on that regard. A lot of people are just thinking it's opportunistic. So there's a lot of questions. It's not like every community or, it wasn't a 100% consensus. It's a very controversial individual. Even prior to the Bud Light fiasco or business model of a century. So, be interested to see is there a cultural shift away from this? And do you think one of the comments did mention how this person is extremely famous online? And there are certain things that algorithm will intentionally push for a myriad of reasons. I believe a lot of people would suspect they have ulterior motives, especially if it's TikTok, which is owned by China. So, be interested to see you know, is there just a disconnect where. I mean, something will be really famous, really big online, but when you go in the real world, there's that big disconnect and there's not that much support. But again, again, maybe it's also a small sample size. This is one speech. I mean, who knows? But I'd be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Other interesting cultural news. You have Bill Burr roasting Jimmy Kimmel for making Trump a martyr. Now, Jimmy Kimmel does have many accolades, including being perhaps one of the most insufferable talk show hosts since the dawn of time. He's one of those morally, mentally vacuous people who says, if you don't agree with me, you want people to die. Most famously, Jimmy Kimmel is very much anti-gun, even though I'm sure he has his own private security force, but he doesn't believe you should be able to have a gun, and if you disagree with him, you, you want children to die. He's one of those mentally, morally vacuous people who disagree in that regard. Now... This is trending on the Twitter. A lot of people posting it. And this individual... Looks like Zoho Calhoun posted it. This is one of the clips I found. And he said, quote, Bill Burr shares his thoughts on the 2024 election last night on Jimmy Kimmel. And, of course, on Jimmy Kimmel's main YouTube channel, they've got over 2... Eh, 1.2 or 2 million views. Let me pull it up really quick. On, Bill, Jimmy Kimmel. It's one of those things where... I don't think I've seen... I'm trying to think of the last time i am actually turned... Uh, how many years has it been since i actually... I don't think I've... Now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever voluntarily watched Jimmy Kimmel. He's always seemed insufferable to me. Kind of like the male version of a Karen. But nevertheless, it's only about a minute 30 long for this highlight, so I'll go ahead and play without further ado.
1: I know what I'm going to tell my kids when they get to a certain age. I, I really am. Like, I have a down about religion down? And, and people... Really? Narcissists, sociopaths, all of this type of stuff. Like, you want to see a great case thing on, like, narcissism. Liberals are so stupid the way that they handle Trump. What you do know? you mean? You should shut up. He's a narcissist. Neutral energy. Yeah. You Neutral. Think he, you think he'd go away? If you know what I think co- he was? I think he was a one-hit wonder. Uh-huh. Right? He wrote the twist. Uh-huh. And then that was it. He was on the casino circuit, and then you yeah. idiot liberals wrote him Twist Again when yeah. you indicted him, and yeah. now he's a martyr. And now he's, he's coming back, the Jimmy. Temperament Twist. He's is back. coming yeah. back. <laughs> it's gonna be great for comedy. He's coming back. I, I can't believe like these are honestly gonna be our two choices because I, I really try to with each thing to try to be like figure out who I'm gonna put. I mean, there has gotta be. I want somebody in their 40s, somebody that's gonna have to live with their decisions. I don't want like, you know with any, luck, with any luck, they'll both die of natural causes <laughs> before the election. And maybe you could get somebody that still has something to live for. Wow. You know? you, this year, you're not going to get a visit from Santa, but you are going to get a visit from the Secret Service. Why? <laughs> I said die peacefully. Oh, you did. I didn't hear peacefully. I did. Peaceful. I did. Oh, no, you... and then you threw that in. I must to have throw thrown that in. Yeah, Bill Burr is here. means no harm.
0: Good old Kimmel is insufferable as usual. And Bill Burr does bring a couple good points because, again... If you look at trump's approval rating if you look at the how is he doing for the republican nominee you look at all those polls the poll aggregators every time he got indicted he went up in the polls his favorability went up every single time i mean i can't but wonder if they didn't do any of that do you think his ratings would be about the same i mean he's gone up exponentially if you look at the Let's see, project538.com, which is a website that's a poll aggregator. If you look at that site, I mean, Trump started off at, what was it? 45%. Uh, no, wait. He started off about 45%. So for the presidential Republican nominee, he's about 45%. And throughout the past year, now he's up to like about 60%. And there's spikes. And Every time when he got indicted it went up So I think there's a little bit of truth in that now we go to the YouTube I won't play the whole insufferable interview because it's about 15 minutes If you look at the comment section Someone let's see here Looks like most of them are still overwhelmingly supporting a bill because again. He's saying the things you're not supposed to say out loud in some cases Junk again. It's just going to the YouTube page. That Canadian chick says, "Quote the more, the older I get, the more I can relate to that guy." Unquote. Getting three hundred ninety-eight likes. Boots seven ninety-six says, "Quote Bill calling Jimmy an idiot liberal to his face made my day." Unquote. Getting one hundred and fifty-four likes. Bobby Horn two two nine one says, "Quote I love that Bill's dismantling Kimmel every once in a while, making fun of his." Slow pitch, underhand softball celebrity home run, calling out Kimmel's suit etiquette by not unbuttoning his jacket when he sits down. What a legend. Unquote. Okay, 192 likes. Let's see here. And again, Trump got, especially with the 2016 election, Trump got a lot of free press from pretty much every news network, which ironically allowed them their ratings just crashed to nothing when Trump was out of the office. Ironic twist of fate. They kind of needed him, but they got rid of him. But, nevertheless, it'll be interesting to see if more and more colleagues start to point this out. But, again, looking down here, overwhelming support for Bill Burr and most of the comments roasting Jimmy Kimmel. Now, going over to the political part podcast, you have Vivek's January 6th video going viral now this is from Vivek's personal twitter account or 17 people call it x within a day it got 3.7 million views now vivek let's see here i wonder if he says something different than a text let's let's start with january.
2: january 6. sure there is no evidence
0: that it is in i'll say i'll say both just be safe so he says quote if you had told me nearly three years ago when i was a ceo that January 6 was inside job, I would have said that's crazy. It's not. There are now clear evidence that there was at least there was at the very least entrapment of peaceful protesters similar to the fake Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot and countless other cases. The FBI won't admit how many undercover officers were in the field on January 6th. Capitol police on one hand fired rubber bullets and explosives into a peaceful crowd who they then willingly later allowed to enter the Capitol. This doesn't add up and the actual evidence turns the prior narrative upside down. If the deep state is willing to manufacture an insurrection to take down its political opponents, they can do anything. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Too bad for CNN. We'll take the truth on January 6th, mainstream.
2: Let's start with January
0: 6th. Sure.
2: There is no evidence that it is an inside job. It was a fringe conspiracy theory that the... Trump-appointed FBI Director Christopher Wray has said explicitly over and over is just not true.
3: So let me, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to address it. I was an anti-woke crusader leaving the business world, and if you had asked me three years ago, is there some chance January 6th is an inside job, I would have said that was crazy talk. I would say looking at the facts of the video footage that have come out, Dana, it is shocking that you still haven't gotten a clear answer of how many federal agents were in the field that day. Look at now the video footage of actually throwing explosives and rubber bullets into what was a peaceful crowd, then releasing to the public what came in response to that. But now look at the video footage that was released. And I'm glad we're talking about it because viewers deserve to look at that footage. Capitol Police literally letting people in who were then now prosecuted, some of whom have gone on to commit suicide because of what the government's doing. That is a case of entrapment, and I think the government has not been transparent about this, which is why I then brought up another case where the government, now 20 years later, with declassified documents, tells us that they lied to us at the time. So I do think we have a government people. that's consistently lied to its people.
2: But an inside job suggests that everybody was, who, who attacked the Capitol
3: was oh, I part didn't say of that. Some... I didn't say that, but I was saying that there is case, there's entrapment going on. There's entrapment going on, and this looks like a case of entrapment. And if you look at even over what the last. What do you mean day, by entrapment? Entrapment means that the police no. goaded people to do something otherwise than they otherwise wouldn't have done, and then they arrest them for actually doing it. And you, you do not think uh, it uh, was
2: actually the former president who was. Let's, trying well, I to think that, that was people. the media
3: narrative. Now, look at actually a hard case. Him, we heard We heard it. i ask own you about ears. a case and see what you think about this, right? You guys said this for a long time about the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot. Suddenly gone silent after it comes out of trial that absolutely that was a case of entrapment, which is why two of those people were acquitted. So I'm saying this as somebody who, on the other side of this, as a biotech CEO, somebody who was even anti-woke, but if I was looking at this, I would have said a lot of this is crazy talk. But if you actually get into the details, I think it is startling how much think, the government has systematically lied. And I think it's both both parties over the course of the last 25 years, but on the, January the left used to be better at pointing 6, this out the, and being skeptical of the government, the most, but now it's the right.
2: Which is the most aggressive, offensive attack on the U.S. Capitol on democracy itself that we have seen in our lifetime and in many, many lifetimes. To say without evidence that it was an inside job I'm not saying it without dangerous.
3: evidence. I think that what we're seeing now is the video footage that's come out. I was in a different place before a lot of that evidence came out. But you have to respond to the evidence. What is your response, or what is anybody else in CNN's response, to the video footage that was released of Capitol Police, literally just peacefully allowing well, well, people well, into the Capitol. What we know or is that 850 people that's, that's... have been
2: convicted of crimes.
3: But the reality is many of them were convicted before that information was released. Cause and i you think that former I'm glad President this up has anything data. to do with no, no, this? No, 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 because... You're You're bringing up a really good point, and your audience and everybody deserves to know the truth about this. Normally, there's a rule in constitutional law. It's called the Brady Rule. You have to turn over exculpatory evidence to the other side. In this case, it wasn't turned over because the DOJ said Congress was sitting on...
0: Again, I got 3.7 million views in a single day and 38,000 likes, making it one of his most viral moments on the Twitter, or 17 people call it X. Let's go to the see what the responses say baked turbo fit a lash says quote could anyone need more of a clear sign unquote and is a picture well, it's a screenshot of the video aforementioned video it was a little round light above vivek's head indicating i guess their metaphor is a halo that got 1.3 thousand likes eddie says quote january 6th with an inside job unquote and he has a meme in which vivek is holding up the from the debate is the legal pad and the text has changed to say January 6th equals inside job. It got 1.2 thousand likes. And again, brilliant marketing by Vivek. He knew that was going to be taken and just chopped up into a hundred different memes. And again, going viral is half the battle, some might say, in terms of popularity and increasing your poll numbers. Aether Wolf says, quote, journalism is dead. Listening to this woman talk, she only wants to push a narrative. No curiosity or interest in exploring anything else. Thank you for standing up to this every day. How tiring. Unquote. Got 2.3 thousand likes. Helio Wave says, quote, It's crazy to see the media claim narratives even as it, after it falls apart. You can feel the desperation. Unquote. gained 1.9 thousand likes. Sri Harsha says, quote, Vivek, sh- you should have asked her, quote, Did you watch the January 6th tapes that were released recently? Unquote. Got 1.6 thousand likes. Roger Stone says, quote, CNN is not a news outlet. It is a propaganda front run by jackals. No one who works there should be believed. They are beneath contempt. Unquote. Got 1.1 thousand likes. Let's see here. We have it all, says, quote, let's not forget the committee destroyed evidence as well. Unquote. Got 295 likes. Hell is Mia says, quote, imagine journalists not doing investigation any longer and just offering opinion commentary. What a time to be alive, unquote. Got 415 likes. The White Rabbit says, quote, bring back justice for January 6th. Unquote, getting 148 likes. Vince Langman says, quote, January 6th was the largest FBI false flag operation in history. Thank you for not being afraid to speak the truth on CNN, unquote. Gentleman got 387 likes. see here Luke Zalski says quote the fact that Trump hasn't made fun of Vivek's name or given him a nickname tells you everything you need to need to know about him what is up Vivek isn't a threat to Trump he's not a candidate for president he's a contestant on the apprentice apprentice cabinet position there's only one voter unquote Got 402 likes and one of the first contrarian statements going against Vivek. Dwayne Robertson says, quote, great points and you won the debate easily, unquote, got 137 likes. News Nomad says, quote, it takes humility to change one's position when confronted with evidence. Thank you, unquote, got 572 likes. SubderTude says, quote, Dana is no match and Vivek is correct, unquote, got 1,000 likes. Max says, quote, the fact that a journalist is trying to argue with him about, quote, no evidence is literally all you need to hear about this conversation to know who's lying, unquote. Got 200 likes. Damian Ranger says, quote, Vivek is now the leading candidate for 2028. I'd vote for him, unquote. Got 430 likes. Let's see here. Scrolling down more and more. Andrew McCullen says, quote, nice to see someone who actually studies the facts is actually running for president. Unquote, getting 54 likes. Someone by the name of William Blantz says, quote, the Brady violations are the worst part for me. Unquote, getting 34 likes. And as I scroll more and more, Ecam Coldest says, "Quote Vivek having a whole ass halo over his head." Unquoting ninety-seven likes. So looks like overwhelming positive responses to him. Again, it'll be interesting to see. He's going viral. He's especially proficient at social media, getting a lot of views, getting a lot of likes, mostly positive comments. The real question is, when is that going to translate to him increasing his poll numbers? Because he peaked um, about four, eh, about six to eight weeks ago, he's about seven percent. He's now hovering around five percent. It'll be interesting to see what moves does he have to make on the political chessboard in order to get back on track, to actually increasing those numbers. Because right now he's, I mean, he's still below Nikki Haley and DeSantis. Of course, just keeps presumably dropping. In theory, someday he'll hire someone who has a modicum of intelligence to run his campaign. But it'll be interesting to see. Let me know. Do you think this will actually increase his numbers in the poll for Vivek, or do you think and it's kind of evened out. Be fast in here. What you have to say. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Starbucks losing about twelve billion in market value, thanks to the controversy around their union and the boycotts over the Palestine-Israel-Hamas conflict. I'm, it's not a subject in which is my core competency in terms of Middle East, um, Middle East relations, so I apologize if I'm butchering the specifics or the names i'm much more on the business end of the formula so i could give you more of that that's where most my knowledge is when it comes to this the country of israel especially the technological um, innovations that they have there now in terms of starbucks they have many issues at starbucks of course now one of the issues is their unions not only are they exponentially increasing cost and doing less work but the unions actually praise palestine and hamas and and in terms of uh, social media in terms of pr that is yeah, not so good. And now you have a bunch of people boycotting Starbucks, and it's been hurting their stock pretty bad. Now, this is thanks to the New York Post. They also noted that, quote, Starbucks has seen nearly $12 billion erase erased from its market value since the past month as sales have reportedly slowed amid tired consumer wallets and growing labor strife, with some even speculating that the chain had been hit by the boycotts over the Israel-Gaza war. Let's see here. Continue to go down. They know that despite delivering and barely expected sales growth of eight percent during its fiscal fourth quarter, the coffee sales share price has decelerated on a week over week basis, following trends in the snack and coffee industry. And geez, Louise, their stock is a hurting. And i just going to say, granted, the stock fluctuates every second by the national stock market. As the time of this recording is at $96.42 per share. So it's year to date, year to date, it's down around three percent. Past month seven percent. Five days closer to ten. So it's definitely has some short-term struggles to say the least. Now they continue to say, let's see here. When the coffee house changed, share price continued to decline, putting in its annual Red Cup Day. The promotional event saw baristas handing out free, red-colored, reasonable holiday-themed cups to consumers as their coffee purchases on November 16th through festivities were overshadowed by a walkout. Hundreds of lazy—oh wait, I mean hundreds of workers, rep- represented by the Workers United Union—walked off the job on a notorious busy day, demanding improved staffing and schedules. While non-unionized staffers endured one of the most infamously hard and understaffed days, as drink orders piled up and employees ended up receiving. A bunch of abuse from his frustrated customers. Which, I was going to say, one of the biggest issues in the United States is the unprecedented levels of entitlement. Starbucks already pays well above the competitors and gives way better health benefits than most of the competitors as well. And now the unions want to put the screws to them, so to say. Now, that'll just make the situation worse and worse, of course. And the fact that the union is praising terrorism is not great either, obviously. It also makes Starbucks looks bad because the union is using their logo as well as their intellectual property. Now, it looks like the protests were just in the latest Starbucks deep-rooted disagreements with the union. Last month, the two entities filed wearing lawsuits over the union's social media post declaring solidarity with Palestine in the wake of the Hamas deadly attacks. After Workers United published the controversial statement in a since-deleted post on X last month where it boasted nearly 100,000 followers, Starbucks swiftly moved to distance itself from the organization. Starbucks said, quote, We unequivocally condemn acts of terrorism, hate, and violence, and disagree with the statements and views expressed by Workers United and its members. Workers United's words and actions belong to them and them alone, unquote. Which, of course, they could say that, but they have a similar logo. They work for you, so you're foolishly continuing to work with them. And... It's alienating a lot of perspective and, well, as should say, old clients. Now, let's see here. The response has inter- has interpreted as a display of support for Israel over Palestine, prompting for calls for boycott, despite Starbucks' efforts to quell boycott calls. The hashtag BoycottStarbucks is still trending on social media. According to TikTok's Creative Center, the database that details user insights, the hashtag has been used in some 16,000 times the past 30 days, Darian combined 167 million views, which is quite a bit. And scrolling through the article. And again, the Israel-Palestine conflict is a tale as old as time, and most of these companies are trying not to make any statements, and Starbucks has gotten to a situation where they're in between a rock and a hard place. I don't see them making this. I don't see them turning this around anytime soon. Let's see here. And, again, any additional background you have on this situation, I appreciate. It. This is very much one of the most newest topics I've covered in the past near year since I started the show. And, interestingly enough, they do have a fun little comment section, so we'll go down there. Someone by the name of Dray Today? Gray? Says, quote, if it is true that Starbucks lost money due to standing up to fringe union employees who hijacked the Starbucks name to make political statements, then I applaud Starbucks for standing up for civil rights of all of their customers. I feel sorry for their, I hope, temporary loss and hope they recover soon. Some things in life are worth more than money, unquote. They got six likes. Someone by the name of Stove Boat says, quote, they should have been more concerned about the grande peppermint mocha I got today being... Seven dollars and seventy cents. Like I wouldn't make that mistake again, unquote. Got seven likes. And yet it's another reason if I do enjoy coffee, I usually make myself at home for about what, eighteen cents at most. I mean the big to me the big value add of Starbucks is the mobile office. They have robust Wi Fi. If you don't care about security you can use that, granted I use that my own hotspot. But nevertheless, they have a nice desk, it's usually quiet. And I usually buy just the cheapest what is it, their cheap drip coffee it's pretty good but again not a necessity someone by the name of modern girl 61 says quote go woke I hope you go broke I they also failed to mention that they ditched their credit card that allowed users to earn free drinks unquote I got 17 likes someone by the name of rad says quote overpriced overrated unquote got 18 likes and is perhaps the most popular comment thus far Jen F says, quote, the number who would boycott in favor of Hamas would it make a dent in Starbucks profits, unquote. They got four likes. Stella Bright says, quote, I rarely go to overpriced Starbucks, but knowing their union supports Hamas is enough to keep me out of there forever and for good. The union claiming management is punishing them for simply being a union members is misdirection and false narrative. By the way, Pete's has much better coffee, unquote. Got eight likes. And in most other comments, getting zero to three likes, mostly of the same effect, the same sentiment. But again, having, first of all, having the union exponentially increase the cost of labor and on average decrease the quality since, you know, there's not much incentive because you're just based on the nature of the, how it's set up. Having them hijack your brand and just drag it through the mud to cause a huge boycott, losing, again, about $12 billion in market valuation. That's got to be, bar none, the business butter of the day. Thank you everyone again for taking the time to tune in today. Don't forget to take time to subscribe, We're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of December. Also, leaving a comment is a great way to give me some feedback. Let me know how I can make the show better and better, improve the quality. Also, lastly, don't forget to take time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers. Heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe and fight the good fight.